I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now, to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. It's your boy Matt Havis back at it again with the Dental Supervised Podcast and today we have a hot and fresh interview out for you. It's part two with Dr. David Maloli and today he sits down with us to discuss all things coaching as you know he's a great coach and that's what he does in his spare time and his side hustle besides clinical dentistry and um, he sits down to let you know tips in order to have the best mentality you can have in order to be the best practitioner and the best leader in your practice to motivate your employees, to make them work harder for you, and that way you can also connect with them and have better team culture. You don't want to miss out. You want to listen to this. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Hit us up at on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Give us a like, comment, a review, whatever you think. Let's make this the best podcast that we can for you, and let's just stay safe and vibe on. It's crazy times out here. Right. Okay. So before we get into the coaching, because we definitely want to talk about that, um, I just want to know a little bit more about, so you said you, you brought on an associate. Um, how? No, I didn't. I stayed solo the whole time. Oh, you? Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So I interviewed because I, I interviewed because I was like, this is a rocket ship and I'm just going to keep building. I'll go, I'll, I'll you know, like I'll just can continue to, as a, as a achievement entrepreneur is, is like, there's no upper limit. So I'm just going to keep exploring where that upper limit is now. Right. Um, and so I interviewed some associates early on and in hindsight, it would have been reckless. I was probably overconfident because I understood marketing. I understood how to make the phone ring. Um, our patients, we were loaded with our chairs were loaded with patients. Um, and I got, I got it out over my skis, so to speak. Right. Um, but I, I found a better path for me. And some of that was, forced upon me through life circumstances, like where I just like, I can't, I can't hire one more person right now. Um, but we just kept improving our people and our systems. And that's why we were able to grow for 10 years with just four chairs and 1200 square feet. That's awesome. Wow. So then tell me more about the coaching. So you do everything, uh, you do coaching for dentists, you coach the teams as well. 
I don't. And there's a specific reason why. Um, and I've really got into the art and science of coaching. And I, I paid a lot of money for coaches and consultants myself. And I always felt like I got some gain, but was it really worth it? Like, you know, the ROI wasn't obvious for me. And now I know why. And it's why my program is engineered a little bit differently, because I would bring in people that would coach my team, and we get these little upticks. And then I would, you know, I'd finish my year commitment or six month commitment or whatever it was. And then things would drift back to, to status quo, right? The thing, they were leading my organization at that time, and I didn't realize it, right? I was there every day, but they were essentially installing the new systems. So it was their wins. So I like to only work with the leader because the changes then are permanent. They're installing it. They're working with their team. I'll occasionally get on a call with an office manager, but if I can shift the leader, I know the shift in the organization will happen. It's, it just has to. If the leader levels up, and their ability to communicate with team, run meetings, get clear on their vision, delegate, uh, get work and worry off their plate, the organization will shift. So I intentionally remove myself from the team because I don't want to influence them. I want their boss to influence them. Um, so it's very much a leadership framework that will work again and again. And oftentimes, and I even see it, in, I'm, in, I'm in a executive coaching program where I'm learning for people that work with high level like Fortune 500 executive programs, and it's kind of like the smoke and mirrors game, right? Like you come in there, we move the bottom line, we prove the ROI, but things don't tend to stick because it didn't come from the organization. And if there's one I would call universal truth in leadership is that if they build it, they back it. But if I prescribe something to you and your team, there's gonna be resistance. Like you can't even get a patient to, finish their bottle of antibiotic like compliance right. is horrible but if it's their idea if i can get the, the 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 practice leader to have an idea and i can get them to either have the team now facilitate so that they're bringing their ideas and you can do that very easily with a strong meeting system then change is permanent and it accelerates so it all of a sudden now we're hitting this compound growth curve where it's like oh it's easier it's better, it's, it's more fun, um, we're constantly innovating, patients love it, it drives to the bottom line. You can't do that by, you know, the, this hero thing where riding the white horse, spend a weekend, create a shift in the team. It has to be very organic if it's gonna stick. I'm sure there's a few anomalies, but I want something tried and true that's gonna work again and again. Right, and um, I love what you're saying there, because um, I know, uh, Mark Costas, Kira Dent, they both say, you know, have the, uh, the roles and goals created by the team and you like work with them and try and steer them in the direction, but ultimately they're creating it themselves. Yes. And so that, I guess that's like one of the best ways to, yeah. to motivate and to get those things to stick. Well, and you, I had to break a ton of paradigms because I grew up on a farm where you speak when spoken to, you respect your elders. Um, I worked in high level athletics two national championships in Nebraska where like Tom Osborne's king and his word is deed. Um, I was in dental school, which is very like vertical kind of intimidating environment. I was in the military. So I came in here like do it because I signed your paycheck. What, what, what are the reason do you need? Right. And it's so, uh, I was so ignorant to think from that. Right. Um, and I was, 
it's even a little bit ignorant to think that um, a leader's job is to create followers because what makes people come alive is when you give them mastery, autonomy, and purpose. That's essentially developing and the leader's saying, like, I trust you. Go make some mistakes. I would make the same mistakes. Like, that's, that's what creates a powerful culture that you don't have to worry about when you leave early for the day to go to the soccer game, that now it's gossip and drama and finger pointing and everyone's complaining about you and your absence. Like, you just don't have to worry about it because they, they've never seen that before and they know they won't get that anywhere else. Right. Hey, I got your next book, Leaders Develop Leaders. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. I got royalties. <laughs> Man. So now, Dr. David, how, you, you talked about like the, the paradigm shift between, you know, do what you do, what you're told and you respect your elders and everything your entire life until dentistry. And that's where you have to like kind of instill some sort of like motivation in them. And then you know, want your team to do it because they want to when it comes from within them. How did, how long did that take you to figure out? And like, when, how did you go about that change for your, yourself and your team? Um, we had a really profound shift in, I would say 10 to 12 months, like radical. Okay. And that was, um, that was the time, you know, like I knew that I was really enjoying podcasting. I was enjoying speaking. Like I wanted this side hustle and I didn't want to be distracted by office stuff. So I kind of created bright lines or boundaries of like, hey, when I'm out of here on Wednesday afternoon, like I'm gone. Like you can get a hold of me, but make sure that you've done all you can. Um, and when it, you when you give that level, did, did people take advantage of me? I don't know. Like I wasn't looking at the Nest camera all day long, wondering if they're gonna bleed the clock because I know what an hour of my time is worth, right? Um, but things got done. The schedule was full. We were really clear on the objectives. I usually had them make it. But all of our team trainings, uh, every month we had an, an hour or so meeting, were very focused on what's working, what's not working. What's not working, we don't sit and complain about. We immediately turn that into an opportunity to get better. We assign it out super efficiently, and then we train. All of my training shifted from Invisalign implants, sleep apnea, to getting them to think like a leader. So we used really kind of sophisticated training and they loved it. And the cool thing about that, that I always wanted, somebody in dental school spoke to us and he said, um, I want everyone on my team to outgrow the practice. I want them to be so talented that they need to leave. And guess what the trick is? They don't want to leave, right? They just want to, if you give them more upside and more responsibility, more training and more pay, then they don't ever want to leave. So it's that kind of dichotomy. And uh, I live in a resort town. I know people are going to leave. I turn over my team every two years or so. They just, it's a cost of living gets to them. They go back to St. Louis or Kansas city or Denver or whatever. And I made that my goal is that they were going to leave better people, not better dental employees, better people than when they came in and I fired people. I think they left better. I think we shifted mindsets. I know a lot of the things we taught that made them more capable in the dental practice, made them also better spouses and parents. So it's really showing that level of investment of, and not being stingy, like, okay, like I poured into you for five months. I know you're moving. Like it's not what I would have designed, but why argue with reality? I'm, you know, you may have taken more and I may have given more. That's fine. But I, I, I felt like that, active generosity of just like 
giving until it hurts gets you more than what you give. So it's like, dentists think very black and white. That's very gray and obscure, but I just see it time and time again. And does people take advantage of it? Yeah, you'll get taken advantage of it. There's, there, not everyone's high integrity. Not everyone is in it for the team or patient care. And they'll eventually expose themselves and leave the team. But the cost of not doing that to your top talent means they go find greener pastures. And I wasn't willing to not have the best team in town. I knew that was my competitive advantage. Gotcha. Love that. Wow. Um, Probably a year of training, a, a very intensive training. And all of our one-on-ones and all of our department meetings followed those same themes. So it was just like, we just got more and more and more momentum. Um, and we we're hitting a critical mass in the practice where I didn't need to market anymore. It was all coming from referrals and reviews. And so oh, it was awesome. just like a really sweet intersection of lots of equity that we'd built up in the community at that point in time. That's incredible. Wow. So before we wrap up here, I want to uh, get some quick questions, a couple dental dimes for you. Um, so what are some of the best CEs that you've taken or some of them, the CEs that you're looking at right now? I know everything's on a webinar or on Zoom or whatever right now, kind of, eh, but hopefully we'll get back sure. to it soon. So what, what are some of the best CEs? Um, I think it's just like the, the best book that we were talking about before. Like, I think it's a steady diet. One thing that I would, would encourage is that if you want to have a robust career, add in a pseudo specialty every year. So say you're out and it's 2023, say, this is my year for implants. What dentists tend to do is they dabble and then they fact find and they're like, oh, maybe one more CE. And now they've taken four weekends of implants and they haven't even placed the, the green light simple implant, right? And so there are lots of good um, education out there, but develop your skill set because if you get on this path, it's all these things that we talk about, they start to stack, right? So you're very replaceable when you first get out of school, but then you add in this specialty. And then because how you'll get compensated is based on the complexity of problems that you can solve. And so it may just be that you have such great customer service that people trust you. That's a, that's a, you've solved a big problem when people can say, Hey, you need to go see my dentist because you'll never, you'll feel like you're at home, right? That's solving a complex problem. And so you start stacking these. So I'm really hesitant to pick one because um, what's the, what's the quote? Um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Um, there's also a lot of bad stuff out there. So make sure that there's really teaching you something that you can take home on Monday. Uh, the other thing that I would say is that that steady diet's really important because anything that's worthwhile in doing in dentistry, you can't figure it out in a weekend. So you're going to get all pumped up and then you're going to, what Mike Tyson used to say, um, uh, everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. And usually Monday morning is you get punched in the mouth and you're like, when am I going to get into this one? And then all of a sudden you drift back to old habits. So it really takes dedication and, um, multiple inputs and a sustained uh, sustained education to make sure that you're ramping up until you've installed it as like, okay, I get Invisalign, I'm ready to do brackets and wires, or I get, I can do, um, you know, easy lower molar cases on implants, but now I need something in an aesthetic continuum to make sure that I've, um, you know, that the, that the gum architecture and things like that look really good on eight and nine when I place those. So um, it, it's, it, to me, it's all about habit formation 
And so the one-off recommendation would be uh, in contrast to my, to my like core beliefs and, and, and how do we, how do we go there? Um, so steady diet podcast. I mean, there's the stuff that is available for free would have cost 50, 60, 70, $80,000 a year uh, when I came out of school. So you just have to make sure that you're cultivating it and staying really focused because man, it's noisy. Like it, it is so noisy and I, I like bright, shiny objects and I got distracted so many times getting sold on someone else's vision and version of success. So just making sure that we're stacking those skill sets. So we're, we're the, we're the go-to in town. That's, that's the trajectory that I'd encourage anyone to get on because what we're seeing in the tech curve is that winner takes most. So playing for second place on reviews or being the second best dentist in town, I mean, best is, is subjective, of course, but you get the idea, is a losing game. So put in the extra little effort, a little bit more focus, and be like a horse and win by a nose, and you get the whole purse. You get the notoriety, you get all that sort of stuff, because then you can shut down your marketing, those five or $6,000 a month go straight into your pocket, the patients come in pre-warmed, they already like you because their neighbor told you about you, like that's, that's the thing I would say is really focus on a steady diet of marketing, leadership, business acumen, and just never stop. Just keep your foot on the dang gas. The relentless dentist. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. So second out of three questions, um, what is a, I'm taking this from Tim Ferriss. What's a product or service either in your personal life or like through your practice that you've gotten in the last year, two years? Um, don't say that. Comey. Um, Should have gotten the Lambo. But uh, yeah, what, which one has been the, had, had the greatest effect on you in the past year or two? Um, so I, I kind of end up in these rabbit holes and I get a little bit um, over the top about engineering habits. And the thing that I've been focused on the last year is sleep. And there's several things that have completely changed my sleep game. So I can wake up like fired up and ready to go first thing in the morning. And so that leads into a morning routine. But you can have a, the most awesome morning routine in the world. And if your sleep sucks, then so to me, like that is a keystone habit. Like if you can nail that, then you're good. Uh, and you get out of bed in the morning at a, at a, as a designated time. So for me, it's like, it's the chili pad. It, it, uh, a, a thermostat that controls the temperature. Um, I could give you like five or six or seven or 12 things else I'm doing differently with my sleep. But if I were going to dial it down to one, it's like not having that kicking the covers off all that sort of wrestling match and just knowing like my sleep is the same every single night. I almost hesitate to go to a hotel now because even in their most comfy bed, like it's not as good as what I've got engineered at home. That's crazy. Very cool. All right. Well, we need I to, gonna have to, we get need to jump now. on the chili pads. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So awesome. Um, the last question. All right. You're going to have to throw me a bone here. Okay. What's one, uh, I, just, I just came up with this off the top of my head. What's one uh, system or protocol, or whatever you want to call it, that you teach your clients that is really like a needle mover? Um, it won't sound as sexy as it is, but it's a strong meeting rhythm. Making sure that you have an annual meeting that doesn't suck. You have, that sets the sales for the year. You get really clear on the outcomes for the year. And then that spells out into monthly meetings that are just like religion, like, I don't care if seven, you know, eight veneers walks in the door at five o'clock, like you're having that meeting. Mm -hmm. um, and then you distill that down to department meetings, one-on-one -on -one meetings, team lead meetings, 
and that you're just constantly delegating and getting things done because dentists are invariably the bottleneck. And if you don't have a system for that, to communicate the targets, one, like the, the, the most frustrating thing for a dentist is that team members aren't doing what they want them to do, but they haven't told them. So now all of a sudden team members are trying to hit targets that they can't see. And then you get frustrated and then they become risk averse and scared. If we don't have a communication channel to make sure that all team members are growing at all times, you're, um, you're immediately making your job harder. And dentists don't want to step into that because they never run a meeting. So you have to give your permission, yourself permission to suck because you suck at everything that you do for the first time, walking, biking, first crown prep, first DO, first everything. So you have to be willing to be ignorant, be humble, and just dive into it and know that that's such an important infrastructure. I mean, can you imagine like Johnson and Johnson or some big company like not having meetings? Like, it, it, like it's insane to think about that, but dentists will go years without a meeting or they'll install meetings and they'll just be me dictating to team, which is probably worse than not having the meeting because they're just rolling their eyes and looking at their watches. So a really strong meeting structure that trains and develops your team, that gives them a voice. Um, and, and I think the key that I, would, that I would give to you is if you're talking more than 20% of the meeting, you're talking too much. It doesn't matter what meeting it is. So a lot of it should be asking questions and facilitating conversation. And that might be talking to your wallflower and saying, hey, Aaron, what do you think? I haven't heard from you in a while. And just making this environment where not speaking up constructively is not okay, where gossip is not okay. Like you got a problem, let's solve it. What's the solution? What are we gonna do about it? I don't have to come, the answers don't have to come from headquarters. They should come from you. Like you're super resourceful people. That's why I hired you. So that, you know, you can tell I'm a pretty fundamental guy. Like I want things that work all of the time, every single time, no matter the environment, no matter big or small. And that's one thing that's easy to sweep under the rug. But once you create a meeting rhythm and an annual calendar that you don't ever mess with, like first Tuesday evening of the month, we're having a meeting. And this is what the meeting looks like. No surprises. This is the agenda every single time. This is what we're going to do. This is what a one-on-one -on -one meeting looks like. It's not an evaluation. I'm not the judge jury and executioner. I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know what your ideas are. I want to know what your goals are within your, your job scope, all those sorts of things. Like that is an infrastructure that can keep a, a organization growing perpetually. And that's why I go back to best year every year because you can work less and make more if you're constantly bringing out the best in people. And if you don't have that infrastructure, I don't know how you would do it. There it is. There Incredible. it is. That is straight from the source. <laughs> I yield. All right, Dr. Dave, this has been, I, I wish we could talk more, but I know you got a lot of things to do. Can you give uh, our listeners uh, all your contact information where they can find out more about you, Relentless Dentist, all of that, coaching, everything? Yeah, so my headquarters is relentlessdentist.com. All my work is virtual. Um, I think I, I'm seeing, now seeing the blessing in disguise with the COVID. Um, I don't, we don't need to get in, you know, viral airplanes or viral hotel rooms like we can communicate very efficiently and effectively with reduced costs so i'm completely revamping um my coaching model to serve that need um and create you know more more impact um so that's all to be to be to come it'll launch in september but i'm fairly active on instagram i could use some more meeting rhythm as far as instagram goes all right hold on but, hold on one second I messaged you on Instagram and boom, 
schedule <laughs> schedule a, a Zoom meeting with you. Like that, I, I couldn't have asked for more. It's awesome. I appreciate it. Again, thank you, so much. <laughs> you, you, you must have. I must have came off a hiatus, and uh, <laughs> and, and the timing is right. But um, everything's on realestdentist.com. The podcast, um, all every, anything I ever build will be there, and so. Um, I, I love connecting with ambitious people who want particularly more for their lives. You know what I mean? Like we can engineer dentistry to give you whatever you want, but, um, that blueprint is hard to find and you kind of have to build it to make sure it's your own model and it's something that you're proud of. So, um, thanks for the opportunity to connect. Um, I think that's the coolest thing about this platform is that you can get access to like really incredible ideas. And I always think about planting seeds because I grew up on the farm. Like the seeds we talked about today may not impact you for seven years, but hopefully I said something today that'll be like, oh, it doesn't have to be that way. I should question this. Uh, I can engineer in a way that serves me and my life and my family and my practice. And I don't have to listen. There's a, there's a Mark Twain quote that I think all dentists should listen to again and again. He says, once you find yourself on the side of the side of the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. Like, just don't find yourself with the herd, right? Um, and if I can help that journey in any way, I'm happy to do it. So thank you for giving me a platform and thank you for the connection. I really appreciate what you're doing here. Awesome, thank you so much, Dr. Dave, you're the man. Thank you for sitting You're very welcome. All right, guys, so that'll do it for our interview with Dr. David Maloli part two, all about coaching and everything. We hope you guys got a lot of info out of this. We really loved talking to him. If you guys have any other topics that you want to hear about, let us know. Let's try to have him back on. And he has a wealth of information about so many things in dentistry. We can really learn a lot from him. So as always, give him a follow on Instagram. And let's thank him for just doing a phenomenal job knocking it out of the park. We really appreciated it. And as always, stay safe and vibe on.